The best of the best gon' feel you, sky's the limit, see I told you You gon' be the difference between McDonald's, Burger King, and Whole Foods Do your thing and slip through on them, yeah they ain't gon' have no You won't need no toe boots, they'll pay attention, hope do They'll ask you for advice, tell them the same thing I told you <clears throat> Alabama. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Hey, y'all, be sure to catch Exploding Head Movies Mondays at 7 at CITR. <laughs> and I was going to do the FM, but... All right. Take two. All right. <laughs> hey, y'all, make sure to catch... <laughs> All right. I got to make it convincing. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. What y'all doing tonight? <laughs> To the bottom, I go back to the top of the slide. Well, stop and I turn and I go for a ride. Till I get to the bottom and I see you again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, don't you want me to love you? I'm coming down fast, but I'm miles above you.
For the record, Ringo did survive after the end of that recording session, and his hands could hold drumsticks again. From their self-titled album from 1968, most of us know as the White Album, that was the Beatles. The stereo mix of Helter Skelter. The mono mix did not feature Ringo Starr's outburst about blisters. And as you heard by the multiple fade-outs before the song ended, it was a rowdy time. What we heard was from the 18th and final take that day of five-minute versions. So, if you do the math, that's at least an hour and a half of the Helter and the Skelter. Uh, It was recorded several times earlier during the White Album sessions, and there was a 27-minute version, which is locked up in a vault somewhere. And then a 12-minute version, which was edited down to four minutes and a half or so, which appears on Anthology 3, part of the Beatles Anthology series from the 90s. Paul McCartney wrote Hell to Skelter as a reaction to a lot of people's perceptions that he was only good at writing ballads. And after he read an interview with Pete Townshend about how loud and raw a new song by The Who was, McCartney thought that that'd be an interesting direction. But when he heard it, sounded a lot slicker than he thought, and that's the 1967 song, I Can See for Miles. But based on the write-up from the interview, Macca thought he could come up with something more raucous and dirty. And during the time that he recorded his vocals, Paul McCartney sang as George Harrison ran around the studio with an ashtray on fire, just to add to the overall hysterics of what was going on. As for Helter Skelter's meaning, well, it refers to an old English idiom about confusion and disorderly haste, similar to uh, other rhyming things like pell-mell, hurry-scurry. It's also the name of an amusement park ride involving climbing a lighthouse-type structure and then a slide around it on the way down. Now, Mac originally had some reference to the fall of the Roman Empire there, but I picked this song in a way to hopefully reclaim it, Kind of like how you 2 said during their cover as part of the Raoul and Hum tour in 1988. Because ever since Helter Skelter came out, Charles Manson believed it uh, presaged a race war and used it, along with other Beatles songs, to agitate his uh, followers into a cult of his beliefs. And a lot of hateful stuff happened, including nine murders, including one house that at one time housed a producer that rejected some of his demo work. But he uh, attacked the current occupants there. Without going into further details about the Manson family, let's note that uh, Charles himself finally died this past November 19th at the age of 83. There was no way on earth he was getting out, along with the rest of his murderous clan there. So let's pay tribute to the deceased, Abigail Folger, Wojciech Frykowski, Gary Hinman, Len LaBianca, Rosemary LaBianca, Stephen Parent, Jay Sebring, Donald Shea, Sharon Tate, and then her unborn child. 
In the background here, this is the saxophonist Colin Stetson from this year's All This I Do For Glory. This is like wolves in the fold. So good evening. And a grand Monday evening to you wherever you may be. Welcome to yet another episode of Exploding Head Movies. This is your cinematically inspired program here found on Vancouver's somewhat dry but changing by the minute. Community Radio Station CITR, your voice of UBC here on 101.9 FM. We broadcast at 590 watts from unceded Musqueam territory from the student nest here on campus. And our signal takes us throughout the lower mainland of British Columbia. From Squamish in the north, Bellingham, Washington to the south, west across the Salish Sea, and then east into the Fraser Valley. In all these places. And wherever else the internet takes you, you can find us on the web at www.citr.ca. My name's Gak, and I'll be delivering the straight goods directly to your door for the next two hours. So do keep the doggies at bay, and I'll hide the flyers. Phone number for the station, for those of you listening live, is 604-822-2487. Keep it short and sweet and to the point. You can email anytime, radiofreegack at gmail.com. With comments, feedback, questions, requests, submissions of music to play, other suggestions. Exploding Hit Movies is on Facebook under its given name. You can follow me on Twitter, at 100air. And on Instagram, I am my epic man. So this week we're going to profile the Italian-Argentine composer Luis Bakalov, who died recently. So along with some scattered film cues, some of which you've heard before based on some other filmmakers uh, using some of those uh, great movie soundtracks, we'll listen to selections from his Oscar-winning score to the 1994 film The Postman, otherwise known in Italian as Il Postino. And uh, it won its awards in 1996, which gives an indication of its uh, distribution after it left Italy. Otherwise, there have been a lot of other recent deaths in the music world. And uh, I'll need to tackle them, so this episode can be considered uh, a eulogy of sorts. And uh, just to follow up in the wake of The Beatles and Helter Skelter, I've been meaning to do something tied to ACDC, the great Australian hard rock band based on the producer George Young. But his brother Malcolm Young also recently died, so it's time to salute those that have rocked so hard. Both of them, along with younger brother Angus, were born in Glasgow, Scotland, but the Young family emigrated to Australia in 1963 after a particularly cold and bitter Scottish winter. George befriended another migrant from Scotland by the name of Harry Vanda. And uh, George and Harry ended up uh, becoming a songwriting duo that produced many acts in Australia, including the band that Malcolm and Angus formed in 1973, a little glam act at the time that eventually became ACDC. It's name taken off of the side of a sewing machine that uh, their sister had saw. But George and Harry started off in a group out of Sydney called the Easy Beats. They developed a solid local reputation. And it was hard to just pick one song of theirs. But uh, this one off of their 1966 album, Volume 3, features George Young on the guitar. And you can hear the impressive rhythm that it provides which gives inspiration to what uh, Malcolm Young did later. 
and they also connect to another ACDC thing. But we're going to start off simply here. This will be the easy beats with Sorry. You're listening to Exploding Head Movies here, live from the realms of Studio A of the apologetic little station that you know and love, SCITR 11.9 FM in Vancouver. Just why? Sorry, 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 sorry that I go last night. Had a day in December with a girl named Blood. And I just remembered, had a date with her. Discorders Shindig is back for the 34th year and is hosted at Hastings Mill Brewing Company, formerly known as Pat's Pub, every Tuesday night. We've curated a spicy roster of local musicians, and there are 27 bands, 27 winners, but someone has to take home the Shindig Windig crown from last year's champ, Little Sprout. Come watch bands jam out, have fun, and battle it out for some rad prizes provided by our sponsors. Zero Fox Postering, Nimbus Recording, Cannery Brewery, Pandora's Box, Fader Master Studios, Rain City Recorders, Mint Records, Music Waste, Live from Thunderbird Radio Hell, Six Cent Press, Blue Light Studios, Hastings Mill Brewery, Print Print. So come out to Pat's Pub November 28th for Singles Night to see King Buzzard, Mushy Face, and These Guy.
A little bit of advanced studies for you there. Because, hey, this is an ACDCU song with Scottish bagpipes. Be expected as such. From 1975, Psy Voltage. We heard it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. Referring to how ACDC first started off on horrible tours, occasionally not getting paid, dealing with uh, some shady management at the time, but they built up their reputation one show at a time to become the monstrous touring machine that they were since the 80s. Avoiding punk in the late 70s for the hard blues, and as a result becoming a huge influence for heavy metal in both England and the States. On vocals and said bagpipes, that was Bon Scott, ECDC's second singer. Because the original vocalist was Dave Evans when uh, the band was more glam. But uh, Bon Scott, another Scottish emigre. Well, he had moved to Australia, specifically I think it was Melbourne, first in the 60s before moving around with his family. And he drummed and sang in acts like the Spectres, Fraternity... And then the Valentines, the latter of which was a bubblegum group that performed a couple songs written by George Young and Harry Vanda, whom we heard earlier with their act, The Easy Beats, and the song, Sorry. Scott took over vocals from Evans in 1974, and then started singing with High Voltage, their debut. Also playing bagpipes for that song until one day in 1976, a fan came up and smashed the bagpipes. Uh, Angus Young, the lead guitarist, took over that melody line. Um, yeah, and then Bon Scott lasted until their sixth album, 1979's Highway to Hell, which became their gateway to North America. But in 1980, Scott died after a night of drinking. And as the sessions for ACDC's big breakout album, Back in Black, were starting, the band, along with Scott's family, encouraged themselves to continue with new vocalist Brian Johnson taking over. And Johnson was around for the sessions of the song behind me, although this is an instrumental. From 1986's Who Made Who, this is one of the instrumental songs heard on the soundtrack to the Stephen King-directed film Maximum Overdrive. This was Chase the Ace. And you hear Malcolm Young on rhythm guitar, which if you can't identify, it's not the melody line. It's more what provides the rhythm. Because Angus Young, the younger brother in his schoolboy outfit, was best known as being the lead guitarist. So the early producer for ACDC's five, first five or six albums, George Young, their older brother, died October 22nd this year from unspecified causes at the age of 70. And then Malcolm Young, the rhythm guitarist, died November 18th at the age of 64. Malcolm had various health complications in his life, ranging from lung cancer which was successfully dealt with, and a heart problem that required a pacemaker, and then dementia, which forced his retirement from ACDC in 2014, uh, which was the year of their most recent album, Rock or Bust, the first of which not to include any of Malcolm's performances since their 1975 debut. But he did co-write all the songs for it, so at least he had the memory for that, along with the indices of... Uh, Everything that he had written that had not appeared in songs. His nephew Stevie took over rhythm duties as uh, the band still plays live. There's still a family connection, although at this point of the original band, only Angus Young remains. And now Axl Rose of Guns N' Roses is the vocalist. 
So we've got one more tribute to Malcolm Young here, and uh, this is an Australian punk band called Frenzel Romb, and they put out a cheeky tribute to both him and Alphaville's 1984 hit. So this will be forever Malcolm Young. rigorous examination of current events help us think more clearly about the meaning of such foundations in the light of institutions and emotions, virtues and vices? Come out Wednesday, November 29th in McLeod, room 254, to join Professor Thomas Heilig in discussing a close examination of the foundations of democracy, religion and the current crisis. This event is sponsored by the UBC Graduate and Faculty Christian Forum.
Tommy Keen from last year's live album Show Tunes 2. That was called On Me. Keen was a Maryland, uh, specifically Bethsheeta, power pop singer, best known for his 1984 song Places That Are Gone. He's recorded with uh, artists such as Neil Young, Bruce Springsteen, and Robert Pollard of Guided by Voices. Never really broke out, but he was one of always the staples of the live and power pop scene. It was Keen died recently due to natural causes in his sleep at the age of 59. In the background here, this is Gil Trithall with his Moog-inspired cover of Tom T. Hall's Harper Valley PTA. You can find that on the 1972 album Country Moog, Switched On, Nashville. Harper Valley PTA was famously sung by Jeannie C. Riley in 1968. It served as the inspiration for the 1978 film of the same name. About uh, people in the South wearing clothes that agitate the conservative school boards. Also recently leaving our mortal coil here is David Cassidy. Amongst his acting gigs, uh, he was famously played Keith Partridge in the 1970s ABC sitcom The Partridge Family. He was the guitarist and singer for a family band. Big uh, heartthrob with his uh, hair and face. Uh, oddly enough, Shirley Jones, who played the mom 
In the Partridge Family was his real-life stepmom. And the Partridge Family had hits like their uh, theme song, Come On, Get Happy. And then, uh, I Think I Love You. But uh, Cassidy went solo with 1972's Cherish. Further playing up his teen idolhood, playing concerts and shows. And once the show, Partridge Family, ended in 1974, he kept up performing live and then acting elsewhere. He was recently diagnosed that he had suffered from dementia, but he died of liver failure while waiting for a transplant at the age of 67 a couple days ago. We're going to go off the 1971 album, The Partridge Family Sound Magazine, referring to an old phone number since... uh, as we leave Harper Valley, we enter Echo Valley. Here's David Cassidy and the Partridge Family with Echo Valley 26809. We grew up together With Ferris wheels and sunshine laughter A rainbow love that lasted after the rain mm-hmm. Now we're separated And I've become a lonely runner And when I rest I hurt and I wonder If I'll ever see you again Echo Valley 26809 I used to call it
So you're a member of CITR and Discorder, but are you a true friend? Get a Friends of CITR and Discorder card for $20 for discounts in Hastings Sunrise at Beat Street Records, Bomber Brewing, Community Vintage and Thrift, Community Thrift and Vintage, Pandora's Box Rehearsal Studios, Red Cat Records, and Selectors Records. From his latest solo album, released posthumously, that was Gord Downey. Off of Introduce Yourself, we heard a song 
That acted as one of the letters. That marked that album. That was a tribute to his band, The Tragically Hip. That song was The Road. Introduce Yourself was recorded in bursts over the past few years. As Kevin Drew of Broken Social Scene produced. And actually hear a little bit from him later on in the show. Part of it was recorded in the downtime between touring, but once news broke out of Gord Downey's brain cancer, there was a bit more of incentive to get as much of this music written down. To the point of lost songs that introduce yourself were recorded purely from the first take. Of course, Gord Downey died a couple months ago, ever so young. And recently, the rest of the Tragically Hip given the Order of Canada, as Gord Downey received his a few years back. Behind me, this is Equinox, and you spell that E-Q-U-I-K-N-O-X-X. And off their latest album, Cologne Man, this is Enter a Raffle, Win a Falafel. Wonderful echoes of uh, old technology, almost like a printer or a writing disc. My name is Gak, listening to Exploding Hit Movies here on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. And uh, Equinox here will lead into this Glaswegian act, because uh, there's some interesting Scottish connective tissue throughout this show. Anyways, uh, the band's named after a psychedelic mushroom known as the Golden Teacher. And uh, they've been signed to the Optimo Music and Rough Trade levels in the past. But this album, No Luscious Life, was self-released earlier this year. And this song will be a tribute to the stage of uh, an old venue in Liverpool, England, the Great Casimir Club. And they have a little bit of a slow and low last dance tribute to that. So this will be Golden Teacher with the Casimir.
by the hardcore stuff is just is fast, very aggressive and loud, you know, music, angry music. Mr. Steeston Mike. Welcome to the Flex Your Head Show on CITR 101.9 FM here in Vancouver. I'm um, here every Tuesday. 6 to 8 p.m. Playing some punk and hardcore for you. Uh, if you want to hear something, feel free to give me a call at 604-822-2487 or swing by flexyourhead.net and send us an email with a request. Hello, everybody. You are listening to 101.9 FM in Vancouver, CITR. Catch Exploding Head Movies, Mondays at 7.
Maybe Harper Valley PTA would have fit here a bit better, but... Oh, well. Off of the 2015 edition of the Adult Swim Singles Program, we heard Shabazz Palaces with the mystery of Alani the Don. Shabazz Palaces is a hip-hop duo from Seattle comprised of Palisir Lazaro, otherwise formerly Butterfly of Diggable Planets, and then... Uh, Tendai Baba Marar, son of the Mabira master, Dimasani Marar. Shabazz Palace has put out two albums this year, both tied to the idea of quasars, extending the idea of Sun Ra's belief of Afrofuturism via coming from space. So there's quasars born under a gangster star, and then quasars versus the jealous machines. Quasars you spell with Zs where you hear S's. Timber Concerts present Shabazz Palaces along with guests Porteray this Friday, December 1st at the Cobalt on Main Street. Doors open at 7, show starts at 8. So this is an early show. Don't dawdle. Make sure you get there well before cutoff at 11. Tickets start at $22, available online or at Red Cat on Main, Red Cat on Hastings. Or then Zulu on West 4th. Please bear in mind, it is a 19 and older show. In the background, this is the act that we profiled last week here on Exploding Head Movies, Mogwai. Of the 2008's The Hawk is Howling. This is Batcat. And perhaps you caught them at their sold-out show at the Commodore over the weekend. I've heard nothing but rave reviews of those people who did go. Actually, at a record release party at Pub 340. This hardcore is back for 2017. Uh, we got another Vancouver act up next here, their Man Eater. And after putting out some demos last year, they released their self titled album this past July. And this song existed as a demo before, but it's become a lot beefier. This will be Man Eater with Hell. Hell, I say.
tried. You've talked. We know it's not always easy to speak up. That's where we come in. We're the Ontario Child Advocate. And we're here to amplify your voice. If you're a young person and you're not getting what you need, contact us. Whether you're seeking information about your rights or have questions about decisions being made about your life, the Ontario Child Advocate can help you. Contact the Ontario Child Advocate at 416-325-5669 or visit our website, ontariochildadvocate.ca. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people.
Hi there. My name's Gak. You're listening to the show Exploding Head Movies on the station that you know, the CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Online at www.citr.ca. That was the broken social scene of their latest album, Hug of Thunder. Came out earlier this year through Arts and Crafts. We heard Protest Song featuring Emily Haynes on vocals. Part of the Broken Social Collective. And of course, being a part of the band Metric. And she has her own solo album out. I believe the Soft Skeleton recently. Brenda Canning and Kevin Drew are sort of the main hubs of the broken social scene. And uh, we heard some Kevin Drew production on the Gord Downey track that we played about a half hour, 20 minutes ago. And Drew's been busy elsewhere in that his first play is currently being performed at the Crows Theatre in Toronto until December 9th. It's called A&R Angels. Reviews make it sound good, but as you can imagine with A&R, it's definitely going to be a music industry type buy there. Later on, we're going to have some Louis Spakaloff and some of his soundtrack work, and sort of ties into our usual weekly rundown of the soundtracks and scores are available in stores later this week. As new releases go, Tyler Bates' music from 24 Hours to Live will be out through Vanessa Saraband. And Alexander Desplat is back. His score to The Shape of Water will be out through Decca. Lakeshore Records will be putting out Adam Taylor's music from the film Before I Fall. And then Josh Holm of Queens of the Stone Age and Kyus. As Joshua Holm, he, along with various artists, are putting out the soundtrack to In the Fade. And it's out through Editions Milan. And then the original score for Ingrid Goes West by Jonathan Sadoff and Nick Thorburn is going to be out through Mondo Records. On the re-release side, it's a pretty busy week coming up here. Gus Russo's music from Brain Damage is out through Terror Vision. And then Micah Levy, we know from Mikachu and the Shapes. Your music from the anime Delete Beach is out. The return of Mystery Science Theater 3000, Shout Factory, which have been putting out the DVDs, is also releasing the soundtrack, featuring various artists. And of course, if you haven't heard a new season of Mystery Science Theater 3000, will be coming to Netflix next year, I presume. Featuring Jonah Ray and the robots, Tom Servo and Crow. David Shire's unused score from Apocalypse Now will be coming out through La La Land, La La Land Records, and there's a limited edition of 2,000 units for that. So, that's something I'm definitely curious to look at, because uh, I think I've done some Apocalypse Now in the past. But to circle back with what was released, and of course now, it wasn't used. There's a remastered edition in mark of the 40th anniversary of Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and that's John Williams' score, Another limited edition of 5,000 units, and that's also through La La Land Records. I think anything limited edition here will be La La Land, so for the record, that's what we'll go with. Including Leslie Bracuse's score from the original Dr. Doolittle in honor of its 50th anniversary with an expanded soundtrack. The 
20th anniversary of Titanic will be out, and that features music from the late James Horner. Elsewhere, well, there's the 40th anniversary edition of Smokey and the Bandit, featuring the great Jerry Reed, along with other various artists. That's out through Chris's Saraband. And on the Italian side, Piero Piccioni's music from Il Dolce Ingani, otherwise known as Les Adolescentes. Music will be coming out through Simel Edition. Oh man, I almost spoke over all this music here. Behind me, this is Brastronaut, author's self-titled release. This is Whitney, and uh, the Vancouver Sextet is going to be playing the Biltmore Cabaret as MRG Concerts presents Brastronaut, along with guests this Saturday, December 2nd, at the Biltmore Cabaret, corner of East 12th and Kingsway. Doors open at 7, so we got another early show here. Tickets start at $15, and if you don't pick them up in advance, they go up to $20. Please bear in mind, it is a 19 and older show. Here's another song off of Brastronaut's album. Here's Rave Shadow.
Sometimes it seems like the only thing you can count on in life is the fact that Mint Records will always have an Xmas party and always have it ridiculously early. This year, join Woolworm, Needles and Pins, Jay Arner, Supermoon, Calarisa, and Dumb at the Astoria on December 2nd for music, presents, and Xmas fun. Peter Cetera riff there, but not in the Chicago way. Neither in the solo project way. They were not the men that will fight for your honor. But from Frederick to New Brunswick, that was the Olympic Symphonium. 
with a single for a forthcoming album due soon without a title yet. It's called The Glory. At least the song is called The Glory of Love through the wonderful Forward Music label. And uh, the Olympic Symphonium is an indie folk tree that formed in 2005. Beautiful stuff. Can't wait to hear more. In the background from Hamilton on Terai. Oh, this is Eschaton. And off the 2016 album Taurus. This is Two Dentist. In that is a direction to dentists. Not that there are two of them. Or they are also dentists. Eschaton is the duo of Aaron Hutchinson and Connor Bennett. And as connections go, the album Taurus was recorded and mixed by Matt Tavares, whom you might know from Bad Bad, Not Good. Now, as you heard in the ad before, Mint's ridiculously early Christmas party is happening this Saturday, this December 2nd at the Astoria. Doors open at 8, and it'll be featuring bands like Needles and Pins, Jay Arner, Supermoon, Woolworm, Gellerissa, and Dom. So it should be a quality time, and if you do get there early, I believe there are gift packs available, but it's always a great time. It is always stupidly early, but at least it is in the merry month of December. And bear in mind, tickets are available in advance for $10. Now the return of a band that many people missed out unless you were a certain age but people are excited it's the vancouver punk quintet known as slow notorious folks featuring thomas anselmi christian thorvaldson ziggy sidmund stephen ham and terry russell known for their proto grunge sound highly charged performances and a sort of a fashion sense that inspired the rest of the pacific northwest just think flannel and boots. And there's a CITR connection since, according to a recent Georgia Street article, the first single, which we do have queued up here, and the astonishing EP that followed Against the Glass, uh, they had the tension of everyone who mattered, and uh, CITR rejected the demo of their music as for sounding like Gatto. Went way back in time. Now, Slow was also known for their disruptive Expo 86 set that had them detained by the VPD for indecent exposure. Uh, they had the Festival Independent Recording Artists schedule canceled, and uh, their fans protest against BCT to the point that BCTV, the 11 o'clock newscast, was pulled. The subsequent Canadian tour went horribly wrong, and after coming back to town, they broke up and wound up in different bands. But they reunited. Against the Glass will be reissued... Uh, on the Artifact label from its original Zulu release. And there is new music coming soon from them. So they have a little bit of a BC tour this week. They are playing this Victoria Thursday, November 30th at the Capitol Ballroom, which is the new name of what was the Sugar Nightclub. And they'll be joined by Pink Mountaintops and the Bad Who. But they have three shows at the Fox Cabaret this weekend. Friday, December 1st at 9.30 p.m., same time for their Saturday, December 2nd show. Both of those shows were sold out monstrously, but somehow if you can find them, tickets start at $20. Those shows are also both 19 and older. But there is a third show that's been added on Sunday, December 3rd at 2 p.m. at the Fox Cabaret. Notable that this is the first time I've seen a Fox Cabaret show be all ages. Not likely tied at all 
to its uh, prior history as a, uh, <clears throat> a theater of adult cinematography, let's say. So we're going to go off of their lead, or the only single that they put out at the time, which did appear eventually on their 1986 EP, Against the Glass, which, as I mentioned, will be re-released soon through Artifact, and it's also available by Bandcamp. Dug up the original 45 from the CITR archives, so I'm expecting a lot of surface noise here. This is Slow with I Broke the Circle.
Have you ever used or wanted to use a community lending library, collective workshop, or bike co-op? Come out to Making Space, questioning power and privilege in makerspaces on Wednesday, November 29th in the Mount Pleasant Neighborhood House from 5 to 8 p.m. to examine how power and privilege shows up in makerspaces and explore strategies that support more inclusive and equitable initiatives. Go to diversityandmakerspaces.eventbrite.ca to register for this event, and there'll be free food. From the 2011 release Garden Party, that was local act Womankind with 2 out of 10. They did open up for the Stork record release a couple weekends ago, which I missed out on that, since I have horrible timing sometimes. And uh, the band Womankind do have connections to bands like Destroyer and the original lineup for the band Three Inches of Blood. Behind me, this is a Corinthian, and from last year's Eurozone Ghost, this is Suffering. The Corinthian is the alias of Evangelos Lambrinodos II. He's one half of the act known as Sanctum. My name's Gak, this is Exploding Hibbies here on CITR 11.9 FM in Vancouver, and also playing in town for multiple shows 
similar to Slow, whom we heard before, Womankind. I broke the circle. Uh, the National. Great act. Originally out of Cincinnati, Ohio, but been based in Brooklyn for a while, although the members have sort of spread out a bit, and I think they more have, like, the Hudson Valley part in New York State now. And uh, they're touring in support of their latest album, Sleep Well Beast. As Timber Concerts presents the National along with openers, this is the kit. This Friday and Saturday, December's 1 and 2 at the Queen Elizabeth Theatre. Doors open at 7 for both shows. The music starts at 8. These shows have been sold out for quite some time. I know, I've tried looking for tickets early on, but it's all that fast. But based on how active the calendar is right now, I think I'm okay. Anyways, uh, if you do have tickets, it is an all-ages show. So from Sleep Well Beast, here's the National with the system only dreams in total darkness.
Want to know what's up at UBC? Read the UBC. It's only the largest student newspaper in Western Canada, and it's written and edited entirely by UBC students. The UBC is your source for on-campus news, culture, and sports. New editions come out every Monday and Thursday. For breaking news, as well as amazing videos and blogs, check out ubc.ca. Round and round in circle, waiting for a miracle. Kiss the ground. 
from her latest album, Rest, of Charlotte Gainsbourg with Ring of Ring of Roses. Otherwise, we know it here in North America as Ring Around the Roses. And uh, Gainsbourg definitely highlights a bit more of a sort of motherhood as uh, some of her kids appear on the tracks, and I suspect she does sing Ring Around the Roses or Ring of Ring of Roses with them. Overall, it's an outstanding album to listen to. Rest. And that's not spelled the French way, with an E. So, good mixture of English and French at play. Definitely want to share some more of that before 2017 closes. But there's a lot of music still that's coming out that's outstanding. Like the final Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings album. Björk, her Utopia is out. December's going to be running up lots of quality music of course because we have to start thinking about the best of lists and of course as December gets close we'll be doing a year review show like we do every year in the background this is Max Richter and off the 2003 album Memory House this is November and once I had a plan playing monthly songs for each appropriate month of the year but this has been a strange year not all plans go that well. The point that we're going to skip into some music here shortly as part of our profile on Luis Bakaloff, but let's get a couple of announcements out of the way here as I juggle a couple playlists, and we'll be back. The man you might know is Django. after me. Bugger off. Bugger off. Sod. Sod. Bloody. Bloody. Now put them all together. Bugger off, you bloody sod. Bugger off, you bloody sod. Okay, you're in. Let's smash things up. Every Saturday, from noon to 1 p.m., listen to Generation Annihilation on CITR 101.9 FM, UBC Radio, in Vancouver. Regulations hot. Do listen to CITR 109.9 FM in Vancouver, B.C., Canada. Hello, everybody. You are listening to 101.9 FM in Vancouver, CITR. Behind me, from the definitive edition of the Django series soundtrack, it has appeared the first 1965 film. This is Louis Bakalov here with the instrumental version of the theme. Django! There's a vocal version of this which you would have heard in Quentin Tarantino's film from 2012, Django Unchained. Inspired in part with that story. Louis Bakalov will be our profile here. 
was born Luis Enrique Bacalov in 1933 in Buenos Aires, Argentina. And after collaborating with various Italian singers in the 50s, he moved to Italy in the late 50s. A prominent pianist and composer, worked on many films, and he was a peer to Ennio Morricone. And the first film score that he did was for 1963's The Empty Canvas. Uh, we're going to start off kind of on the spaghetti western front here. And there's some definite lineage to Sergio Leone, the famous Italian director. As his assistant director on The Good, The Bad, The Ugly, Giancarlo Santi directed the 1972 film The Grand Duel, otherwise known as El Grande Duelo, Storm Rider, or then The Big Showdown, starring Lee Van Cleef, otherwise The Bad from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. And uh, this cue actually ties into some of the music from Tarantino's 2003 film Kill Bill Volume 1. This cue did not appear on the soundtrack for that. I don't know there was a bootleg that existed of this music, but you can find the original version of this on the 2003 repressing through Rambling Records. And I know there has been a vinyl reissue recently, too. From El Grande Duelo, this is Luis Bakaloff with version 10 of the main theme to the Grand Duel. You're listening to Exploding Hit Movies here. And CITR 11.9 FM in Vancouver. That's for some reason my twang's coming back. Watch out. The Colorado Draws on the approach.
himself from a film we profiled a few years ago, The Summertime Killer, otherwise known as Ricardo Alamala, where Luis Bacaloff there with its main theme. Wonderful little bit of Italian police drama, also found on the Beretta 70 compilation. Now, in the background, more Bacaloff here. You might know this from the HBO series Curb Your Enthusiasm as it pops up from time to time. This is slow on the uptake. I can't even figure out which film it, this is originally from, but honestly, the entire Curb Your Enthusiasm TV soundtrack features all manners of great Chinichetta music. Bakalov has scored films like Elo Petri's We Still Kill the Old Way. I picked up a vinyl copy of that soundtrack through Beat Street Records recently, so it's going to digest that. Federico Fellini's City of Women and the Fernando de Leo's Caliber 9. And he's done a whole bunch of other little experimental records, like he put out a, something in 1965 with uh, Luis Enrique and his Electronic Men, even though it's not super mogi. The album's called Electronia. And he also collaborated with various prog acts in the 70s, including New Trolls and Ozana. He's been nominated for two Oscars in his career for music, firstly in 1967 for Pier Paolo Paolini's adaptation from the Bible, the Gospel according to St. Matthew. And then our profile here tonight, Il Postino, 1994 film directed by Michael Redford and Massimo Troisi. And Troisi also starred as Mario, an unemployed fisherman who becomes a temporary mail deliverer for a new resident of a small Italian island, the exiled Chilean poet Pablo Neruda. So Mario delivers the mail only to him, but he also attempts to woo a local girl on the island, Beatrice, as played by Maria Grazi Cucinotta, and with the help of Neruda, he woos her as the church and state start to creep in. So as we're about to hear, there's a strong Argentine influence on the score here, featuring the bandonian, which is an accordion-like instrument. There'll be some tango influence, which is appropriate since Argentina is neighbors with Chile. So from the soundtrack to The Postman, otherwise known as Il Postino, we'll start off with Luis Bacalov's trio version of the theme, Il Postino. Thank you. 
So from the score to Il Postino. We heard Louis Bakaloff there, first off the trio version of the theme, Il Postino. Then we heard Metaflore. And the last little cue we heard before this is Milonga del Poeta. And I'm speaking over simply what is the jazz version of Il Postino. Bakaloff won the Oscar in 1996 for Best Dramatic Score, and this is at the time where the Academy Awards also had Best Musical and Comedy Score. Very short-lived category, if you're curious. The oddly appropriate for today, Pocahontas. So this was the Disney animated film from 1995, and not uh, what the 45th President of the United States decided to use as a weird admonishment to somebody else as uh, the Navajo translators and code breakers were being honored of sorts. Can't plan this stuff at all. But yeah, back off one. He was, uh, Il Pastuna was also nominated for four other Oscars, including Best Picture, which lost to Braveheart, uh, Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay, and Lead Actor. And there's a connection to the last three awards to uh, Massimo Troisi. As I mentioned, he co-directed the film with Michael Radford, although at the point, Radford was the sole director nominee, and it was based on the Directors Guild rules about only a single person being nominated or named. But Troisi was the lead actor, and he also helped adapt the screenplay from a 1993 novel. But Troisi put his heart and soul into making the movie to the point that he had postponed heart surgery and ironically enough, hours after filming had completed, Troisi died of a heart attack at the age of 41. Something I always have to keep in mind since I still got a few more months of that year on me. But, but yeah, Il Postino came out in 1994 in Italy, but it was re-released in the States in 95, and that's how it became nominated for Best Picture. I think it could have been nominated for a Best Foreign Picture, but they aimed higher. And if you haven't seen it, it's a lovely little movie. Bakaloff's final score was for the 2004 film The Dust Factory, and from 2005 to his death, he was the principal director of the Orchestra della Magna Grecia in Taranto. Not Toronto, but Taranto in southern Italy. Bakaloff died in Rome November 15th at the age of 84. He suffered from restricted blood flow, otherwise known as ischemia. And that's it for Exploding Hit Movies this week, coming up at 9 o'clock. Like right now-ish, the Jazz Show with Gavin Walker. It will take you to midnight and beyond, so stay tuned to CITR for the rest of your Monday evening. Next week, it'll be December, and in honor of my Finnish heritage, since uh, on December 6th, Finland marks 100 years of independence, we'll dig up a whole bunch of Finnish music. Otherwise, prepare for renegade holiday music, maybe a Grand Theft Auto video game 20th anniversary thing. We'll figure it out. Anyways, we're going to close with one last cue from Il Pastino. This will be the instrumental version of Madre Selva. Thank you for listening to Exploding Head Movies here. Take care of yourselves, and we'll see you as December strikes. And good luck on all your exams, you UBC students.
You are listening to CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. Stay tuned now for The Jazz Show with Gavin Walker, coming right up right now. <laughs> 